This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Eric Relf of Comstock as we get ready for today's WASD report. Eric, what's taking place on the grains? So we're going in with a little bit of a softer undertone today. Soybeans are trading about 20 cents off the high that they posted yesterday. Corn continues in this sideways pattern and can't seem to get out of the gutter for any length of time at all. Wheat had a really nice day yesterday. I think that was spurred by some short covering ahead of the report. In addition to, you know, there was headlines coming out of the Black Sea that Russia had hit a ship within the Ukrainian safe corridor. And so I think the combination of the two kind of gave it a little boost, but really more position squaring ahead of this than anything. And hopefully we'll get things leveled off before the 11 o'clock timeframe and actually be able to trade the numbers rather than just reactions to the trade itself. So Eric, as we get ready for the WASD report, I know it's always a difficult question, but is there anything that you're expecting to maybe look a little bit different than you might going into this report? Is there something that you're interested to learn about? Where are you headed going into this WASD report? report today? So the yield numbers are always going to be the fan favorite. That's where every eyeball is going to go first. What's the corn yield pegged at? What's the soybean yield pegged at? And how does that fit versus the average of the trade expectations? Now, me personally, I'm looking to see is the USDA going to get started trimming some of their estimates for Brazilian production, which would be reflected in the WASD side of the report, not the crop production. And hopefully we'll see some Indian stock shifts. And I don't expect anything big, but if they could get started this early, that would mean that there's likely more trims to come in the total production number coming out of South America, particularly Brazil, as they've been encountering one weather problem after another, depending on what region you're in. And Eric, are they still dealing with that same weather pattern where it's dry, very dry in some areas and too wet in other areas in South America? That That is a fact, yeah. Um, I, I would say, well, I guess start in Brazil where you're referring to there, you know, the west central portion of the country is just absolutely phenomenally dry and extremely hot. They're getting a lot of triple-digit heat. There's going to be a lot of replant in those regions because of the drought and the heat, the combination of both. Then you get into the southern states, and particularly the southeastern states of Brazil, and they're just getting inches upon inches of rain, and it's too wet. They're going to have replant situations of their own for the opposite reason. Now, where that has shifted and we're not seeing the trouble is in Argentina, ironically, because they've had three of the worst years on record. And Argentina actually is in better shape now than they've been in several years because they're getting a little bit of trickle down from those southern Brazil states and getting the right amount of moisture, not too much like those states in Brazil that we're referring to. So it is kind of an interesting development. But, you know, Brazil's the big dog. Argentina kind of gets the scraps a little bit and they, they mean something particularly in the meal side of things on the global market. Uh, But Brazil is the big dog, and that's where we're watching the most. And they continue the same pattern. North is dry, south is wet, and the beat goes on. On the other side of the ag marketplace, what's happening in the protein complex? So cattle maybe tried to find a bottom yesterday. Uh, We did see after several days of lower, and I mean sharply lower trade, we, we actually saw a new low and then reverse higher before the close yesterday. So in the case of some of these key contracts like the January feeder cattle, you traded about two and a half dollars lower and ended the day about two dollars higher. Uh, so, you know, big range. But the fact that they were able to go down, jab a new low and then come back is at least some kind of sign of survival here. Live cattle, similar situation. You trade about a dollar, dollar and a half lower. You come back and you finish a dollar higher on the day. 
the cash market is not following that trend. Um, well, I guess it's following the broader trend of down, uh, but the cash has been sustain, sustaining higher levels fairly well throughout this board correction. So uh, really not uh, too big of a surprise to see that suffering a little bit now, but hopefully we'll see some late week trade that will rectify some of the numbers we saw early week because it was not pretty. We're talking potential of $4 lower if some of these bids get taken today or tomorrow. So we need, we need to see that shift. Now today on the weekly export sales, we did see an astronomically high number on the pork side, which is good and bad. It's good that we see the sales of the pork, but pork is viewed as a recessionary meat and it did take away from some of that beef demand. So is it a bigger sign of economic and particularly global economic woes uh, that pork is moving so well and the beef not quite so much. Have we seen anything in terms of demand of consumers turning away from higher beef and pork prices to opt for poultry, maybe some chicken at the grocery store? We have seen some of that. Um, and I think that's reflected when you look at cattle on feed last month. Uh, we had uh, a much lower marketing number. Now, years ago, the marketing number was the one that everyone was focused on because it told you how current the packers were. And so if you were marketing 100%, 101% of year before numbers or month before numbers, depending on what you're looking at, then you know the packers were buying, they were fairly aggressive, demand was good, the beef was moving. And, and this last cattle on feed report, I mean, we're 8% lower, and then we have 6% higher placements. So what that told us was we were probably placing smaller cattle and the demand is waning a little bit. And we're seeing that in the weekly export sales as well. Um, this week wasn't horrible, don't get me wrong. It's just lower than what we would like to see. And the four-week average is much lower than we would like to see. So yes, we are starting to see signs of it. They are turning away from it. And, you know, we're hearing talk of credit card debt racking up again, and we're, we're in the midst of a, of a uh, political campaign heat that, that often brings cycles that are a little abnormal. But uh, the, the reality is, is that the free money's gone and, and debt is accruing, and, and so we're starting to see a little shift there. He is Eric Ralph of Comstock, our guest here today. Eric, lots of great information from the team at Comstock. How can our listeners get in touch? Uh, so you can check us out on any social media platforms. You can go to the Comstock channel on YouTube. You can also go to our website at Comstock.com or just give us a call at 712-227-1110. Eric Ralph from Comstock, our guest. Thanks, Eric. Have a great day. You too, Mark. Thank you. That was Eric Ralph with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down three and a quarter at 472 and a half. November soybeans up three quarters of a cent at 1349 and three quarters. January soybean meal down a dollar at 438.10. January soybean oil up nine cents at 49.44. Chicago wheat down 12 and a quarter at 580 even. Minneapolis wheat down eight and three quarters at 726 and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat down 12 and a quarter at 642 and three quarters. December oats down four and three quarters at 337 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down 70 cents at 178.70. November feeder cattle down 72 cents at 233.82. December lean hogs up 12 cents at 71.62. December pork cutout down 42 cents at 80.97. And class three milk up two cents at 17.17. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.